1: Showing your support is easy and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED podcast too at donate.kqed.org/podcast. That's donate.kqed.org/podcast.
2: From KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price and this is Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes.
3: Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing...
2: It's become the go-to conversation anywhere you go, in the Bay Area, the cost of housing. Rents are up, housing prices are up, we're all paying more, and it seems like no one is immune. And the place where prices are rising the fastest isn't San Francisco anymore. It's Oakland. Between July 2011 and 2016, the median price of a home nearly doubled to $626,000. Let that sink in. That is a ton of money. The median rent went up by more than $1,100 during that time. Elena Fouché and her wife know this well. They were living in a rent-controlled home in Oakland's Diamond District, raising their first child. Elena was a social worker, her wife a teacher. Our house was small and um, the rent was pretty affordable affordable, but we were both working full-time, and so we were having to pay for full-time child care and pay for rent. And when I got pregnant with our second kid, that's when we kind of looked at what it was going to cost to put him in full-time child care once I went back to work. Plus, around this time, their landlord decided to sell the house where they were living. So this meant they were going to have to pay even more for housing. So we just were like, we, we can't afford to stay here. That got Elena wondering. How many people are actually being displaced by gentrification in Oakland? To help answer Elena's question, I brought in KQED East Bay reporters Sandia Dirks and Devin Kadiyama, who have spent a year reporting on this issue for their series American Suburb. It's season one of the new KQED podcast, Cued Up. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us. Hi, Olivia. Devin, how do you put a number on how many people have been displaced?
1: That is a really hard number to figure out, and we actually don't have a really good number for that. Part of the reason is because we don't know why people are coming and going from cities. There's no official exit survey or anything like that. But what we do have is census data, which tells us what kinds of people are moving in and out of cities.
4: So we know that lower income people are leaving Oakland and San Francisco. I mean, duh. I mean, that's gentrification, right? We also know that people of color, um, especially African-Americans, which is significant in Oakland, they are leaving Oakland in record record numbers.
2: And and what are those
4: numbers? What's our best guesstimate?
1: So there was recently a report from the real estate website Trulia about Oakland's outmigration and In a world where we just assume that everything's fair right now, we'd expect people of all incomes to leave the city at the same rate. In Oakland, about 15 percent of households earn $30,000 or less.
2: So we'd expect about 15 percent of people leaving the city to make less than $30,000, right?
1: Exactly. But in reality, about twice that many people, about 28 percent of people leaving Oakland are making that lower income. So people with low incomes are leaving the city at disproportionately high rates, which points to costs as being a major driver for people to leave.
2: Hmm, I see.
1: And another huge shift has been the outmigration of African-Americans. Since the year 2000, the city of Oakland has lost about 30 percent of its black population.
2: So people are leaving, but where are they going?
4: Well, that's the thing we kept hearing as we were reporting on Oakland. Oh, they're going out to Antioch. He moved to Antioch. She moved to Antioch. Wait a second. Where, what, where is Antioch? Oh, that's an excellent question, You hear
1: that question a lot. So Antioch is about 45 miles east of San Francisco, and it's one of California's oldest cities, actually. It's this community that's traditionally been a white community. It was working class. They had a lot of industry there before it closed down. And now there's just a bunch of suburban uh, housing developments and you know that you're getting to Antioch when you drive on the highway and you start to see a bunch of box stores.
4: It's a working class suburb. You get this really interesting, almost accidental integration because you do have a lot of African-Americans who are from Richmond and Oakland and San Francisco who are moving out to Antioch and they're finding that it's different out there. Here's Thomas Hutchins. I met him, and he told me about his journey. He's from Oakland originally.
3: It's better everything. To tell you the truth. I mean, it's it's pretty much just for the kids, you know. It's just you gotta start thinking about yourself. You know, I got seven kids, seven. So this ain't a roller coaster. This is a rodeo every day. People that's used to, used to a certain thing can't accept the change when they get it. You know, they stuck in that box. They comfortable with that one, two-bedroom house with eight people staying there. No, come out here and get you a four or five-bedroom house with space. Tell so the kids, go downstairs. I'm upstairs. Leave me alone. It's, it's start fresh, you know. You just go outside in the backyard. Ain't no backyards an Oakland.
4: So it sounds like Hutchins is pretty happy out in Antioch. Well, yes and no. There's kind of a double truth to the suburbs. He says, yeah, he's got this big backyard, but he gets stopped by police more. And yeah, he thinks the schools are better for his kids, but there's definitely some racial tensions out there. That brings us to another question from Elena. She was working at a job training program for
2: low-income adults, and she'd hear participants talk about moving out of Oakland to the suburbs, places like Antioch. She had this question about social services. If they're low-income families that are being pushed out to Antioch, they have, a, a, you know, they have needs. They have, have social service needs. Um, and is are the social services in Antioch? funded enough and adequate enough to meet the needs of the new incoming um, folks that that are going to need help. So are social services set up
1: out in Indiana? So I'm glad she brought up that question because that was a big question that we had when we went out there. And just to kind of give you a sense of the need out there, I took a look at one population, the homeless population, which had increased about a third this last year over the year before. And I was wondering, do they have what they need? Because we traditionally think of homelessness from the city's perspective. So I went into this one field. It's right near downtown. There's people living in this field. And for one of the episodes of American Suburb, I went down there and I talked to Rena France.
2: Let's listen.
3: Pretty much everything we got from Dollar General <laughs> or Save Mart. How much you get for the food stamps? Is that monthly?
2: Um, yeah, it's a little less than two
3: hundred um, per person. Two hundred bucks. Is that uh,
1: pretty good for the month?
3: I mean, it's supposed to aid whatever you already have. You know what I mean? So it helps. Yeah, it helps out a lot. But it definitely doesn't make it through the night or through the month. You know what I mean? You have to. Either either team up with friends, yeah, and make spreads yeah. or just you know, eat top ramen every day, but mm.
1: it seems like Rena is pretty happy in this field. There's no real pressure for her to leave and she's figured out how to make a life in Antioch work. But she knows if she ever wants to get unstuck, she's gonna probably need more help than what this field can offer. Did you try to look for work when you were here?
3: Um, no, I haven't looked for work. Cause I, you can't go apply for jobs when you haven't showered in two weeks. or You, know, you can't. It's not. is isn't. It? I don't know.
1: Rena lives with her boyfriend. Their encampment is the largest and more elaborate one I've seen. They've even built a deck to prevent flooding that happens along the Delta and they're planning to build out more.
3: We're trying to start building a, a shower area over there, a bathroom area.
1: Rena didn't have to do this in Concord. She says there was a place where she could go to get a shower and clean up or do laundry, and she'd go all the time. And I ask her why there's not a place like that here in Antioch when the visibility of people on the streets is so obvious. And she says there was, until it closed last year.
3: They were pretty much shut down so fast that by the time I took my first shower there, I never even got through intake. And you mean
1: shut down because they had to shut down the day services?
3: Yeah, like the taking showers and washing your clothes and stuff.
1: Do you know a lot of people who were using those services?
3: Um, yeah, I do. I mean, almost everybody I knew was going there every every day. But they, they I think they said that they had ran out of funding or something. Or do you know what happened? I don't know. Okay, so let's start in the multi-service center. This room would be full, every seat would be taken, and then outside would also be, I mean, a lot of people. Rebecca Sanders
1: is a program manager at ANCA Behavioral Health, which ran the center that closed last year. It used to be busy every weekday with people going in and out, doing laundry, taking showers, picking up mail, using the phone. There were even group counseling sessions that people could attend. But here in Antioch, the building's quiet now. What was the most popular service?
3: Showers, definitely. A lot of times people would just come in just to talk, talk to staff and let them know what's going on because they felt like they were treated like family here.
1: The reason why the Antioch Center closed has some sad irony to it. Its primary role is this small shelter where people stay for a month and hopefully move to permanent housing. All these other people who were coming in and out every day, they were just trying to serve on the side. There was so much traffic at its Antioch center that they were getting complaints from neighbors and businesses. And the small building and staff here just couldn't handle the numbers. So the irony is they closed because they were too popular. So my, my guess my question is, who's doing that in East County right now?
3: Nobody. 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 nobody.
2: We've only really dipped our toe into looking at gentrification in Oakland today, and I've heard a couple of your episodes already. You guys have done an amazing job. How can people find your
4: podcast?
1: Subscribe to it. Uh, we are on iTunes, where wherever you get your podcasts, actually, just look for Qued Up or That's American Suburb.
4: That's Q E D Up, Q E D Up, or American Suburb, and subscribe, and you can listen to all of them. Thank you guys so much for joining me. This was this was nice. Thanks for having Thank us. You. A deep thanks to Elena
2: Fauchet. Since she asked this question, she and her family moved to St. Paul, Minnesota, where she says they're settling in well, but they do miss the Bay Area. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price.
0: Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just...